0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to KASB's Advocate Podcast for Friday, February 23rd, 2024. I'm Leah Fleiter, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in legislative advocacy, Shannon Kimball, and our fabulous producer, Alec Madrigal. It was turnaround week this week in the Kansas legislature. That's when most bills must pass out of their House of Origin to remain viable for the rest of the legislative session. Shannon, you covered the Senate Education Committee on Monday, and there were a couple of bills that died there. Can you bring us up to date on those? Sure thing.
1: So, Senate Education actually worked four bills in mm-hmm. their hearing or in their meeting on Monday, um, and there were two big ones that did not make it out of the committee. After all the dust settled, the first was Senate Bill Four Thirty Seven, which was the voucher bill, the Keep Voucher Bill that we've uh, mentioned previously for our listeners. That was the hundred million dollar voucher program that didn't have any spending guardrail mm-hmm. rails or income limits. And KASB had opposed that mm-hmm. particular bill in our testimony during the committee hearing. In Monday's discussion, the committee amended the bill in several ways. They added an income limit. They added a um, requirement that the, the money from the program could not be used to pay tuition. And then they also reduced the amount of money to go into the program from $100 million down to $10 million. So It was very surprising then after all of that work to amend the bill when on the final vote to pass it out of committee, it actually failed to make it out of the committee. So that was the voucher bill. And then the other big bill that had been heard the previous week that was worked on Monday was Senate Bill 465. This is the bill that would give school districts the flexibility to choose to levy an additional two mills for capital outlay for purposes of safety and security upgrades and ensuring ADA compliance in their facilities. KASB supported this bill because that additional flexibility for districts would be good. As we know, districts have pressing needs. The cost of addressing these needs has continued to go up just like everything else in all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And in our testimony, we had added Uh, or suggested to the committee that they add cybersecurity expenditures as as another named category that districts could use this money for. The bill was amended during Monday's meeting to add the cybersecurity piece, but then as with the voucher bill, when the committee voted to move it out of committee, it failed. Objections had been raised during the discussion by committee members that districts should just pass bond issues to pay for these expenses or that districts didn't really need the money for security purposes anyway, as our listeners know, and anybody who is uh, on a board of education or are working in a school district knows that from our experiences, that's, that's not the case. The needs for these kinds of upgrades far exceed the funding that is available to districts right now to meet those needs. So unfortunately that one didn't make it out of committee either.
0: Thanks Shannon. Hopefully, you know, the fact that that bill got a hearing and got some um, significant, at least discussion uh, let's hope that maybe, maybe somehow that will be brought up again or or can be addressed again as the as the session moves on. That was a that was a disappointment, though. Speaking of the Senate Education Committee, just before we uh, hopped on to record this podcast, we learned that Senate Bill four sixty nine, which is the Senate retread of last year's Education Savings Account voucher bill, has been blessed by Senate leadership. That means uh, the bill was about to die. But because it hadn't been acted on. But Senate leadership has um, pulled it out of uh, purgatory, as it were, and referred it to um, the Senate Ways and Means Committee. And what we believe will happen next is that Ways and Means then kicks it back to Senate Education, and the Senate Education Committee will have a hearing on this ESA voucher bill at some point here in the next several weeks. So our listeners probably know, but this bears repeating, ESA vouchers are fraud factories, and they kill, absolutely kill rural schools. So we'll let our listeners know when a hearing is scheduled on that bill so you all can turn out and force to testify against it. Well, Shannon has covered uh, Senate education on Monday, but also on Monday, uh, the the House K-12 Education Budget Committee made its annual move to place the K-12 budget into a bill that the committee chair says will also include education policy. Our stalwart listeners know this tactic is the legislature's way of extracting a pound of flesh from public schools in return for the legislature doing its constitutional duty to fund the education of nearly half a million Kansas children. In the past, this bundling practice, as it's called, has resulted in the expansion of tuition tax credit vouchers, the enactment of a nearly unworkable open enrollment law, and a law that allows homeschool kids to potentially supplant public school students on sports teams and other extracurricular activities. We expect the budget debates in K-12 this year to include special education funding, at-risk funding, and state aid for declining enrollment districts. Those battles will no doubt impact not only our kids' education, but also our property taxes. So stay tuned for those developments. Shannon, speaking of state aid to declining enrollment districts, um, could you update our listeners on this week's Senate machinations on Senate Bill 386? That was a bill we were covering, watching closely.
1: Thanks, Leah. To remind everybody, Senate Bill 386 is the bill that would change the way that enrollment is counted and used to calculate school funding for districts. Currently, districts are allowed to use either last year's enrollment or a two-year look back, so two years prior, to decide how much funding they would get for current year operations. Um, Senate Bill 386 would change that and require districts to either use current year enrollment, or just a one-year look back. Senate Bill 386 was supposed to be on the Senate floor on Tuesday. It was above the line, as we say, on Mm -hmm. general orders to be um, debated and acted on on the floor. We had heard rumors on Tuesday that there was interest in amending the bill on the floor so that it would ease the funding cliff that would be created for declining enrollment districts by an abrupt shift for next school year from using that two-year look back to only using a one-year look back apparently that uh, interest in amending the bill caused leadership to pass it over on Tuesday when they were having their floor debates. The bill was not pulled above the line for floor debate on Wednesday or Thursday and nothing further happened with the bill during the day yesterday. So just a few minutes ago as we were getting ready to hop on to record we did find out that Senate Bill 386 also has been blessed um, sent to Senate Ways and Means so that the Senate um, can take action on that bill after turnaround. We will keep our listeners posted as we follow this one.
0: Thanks, Shannon. That was a very interesting couple of days there as we were hearing all kinds of rumors about Senate Bill 386 and would it be voted on or not. So uh, so thanks for bringing us up to date on that, and we'll we'll certainly keep folks posted. Um another uh interesting development this week in the legislature was the House of Representatives decided, after delaying a vote for several days, they decided to try to override Governor Laura Kelly's veto of their flat tax bill that they had passed almost at the beginning really of the of the legislative session very very early in the session uh, after it started in January. The general feeling among state House observers was that. Uh, the House would have the votes to overturn the veto, but that there probably were not the votes in the Senate, but they were going to try to do it anyway. So we had been hearing rumors for several days. Okay, today's the day they're going to try to, or tomorrow, or this week, they're going to try to override the flat tax veto. But being the time of year that it is, there were a lot of folks who were out sick especially in the House, but a lot of people who in the legislature had been out sick over the last week or so. And so in order to overturn the veto, they were going to need to have every single Republican voting. And um, the, you know, the assumption was that Democrats were not going to vote to uh, to override the veto. So they needed all of the Democrats to be there and well, and at least vertical and able to push a voting button. And so they finally scraped everybody together this week, but when the final vote was taken, there were three Republicans who voted for the flat tax a few weeks ago, voted against it this week because they, they felt that, first of all, it wasn't going to be overturned in the Senate and that they really, after a lot of thought and a lot of discussion with their uh, constituents, they felt like voting for a flat tax was actually not the right thing to do. So that has kind of thrown everything into um, to turmoil as far as what is the legislature going to do now on a tax package. They are all running for re-election in November. So of course, uh, leadership and legislators would like to be able to run on saying, we cut all of your taxes. And you know, I would certainly want to do that if I were in leadership or if I were running for re-election. And of course, none of us want to pay any more taxes than we absolutely have to. But um, it was kind of a, um, an interesting moment there when it became clear that uh, the House was not going to overturn the governor's veto. So a little bit of saltiness there, uh, I think, in the Republican caucus. And, and it was also, I'm not quite sure exactly what was going on, but yesterday, Shannon, when we were watching some, some final action votes in the House, There were, there were a bunch of bills from the previous day and really, I don't think any of them really touched K-12 education, but these, uh, there were a bunch of bills that had passed on voice vote previously. And then when it came to final action the next day, those, those bills got killed by a combined effort of, you know, Republicans and Democrats in the house. So personally, I'm just not really clear what's going on where, you know, the, the, uh, the rank and file house members may be sending some kind of message to leadership. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but um, we'll try to figure it out and we'll keep you posted as developments continue in the, in the legislature. So pardon that little aside, but that was just an interesting thing that I thought we might uh, share with our, our members. And so as, as uh, one uh, veteran State House watcher said to me, I think the trains are coming off the tracks. So so anyway, yeah, there's never a dull moment in the State House, that's for sure. So anyway, the, the you know, the dedicated State House legislative staff is now working today, Monday and Tuesday, working hard to process all of the bill actions that took place this week. Legislators will not be in Topeka for sessions on Monday and Tuesday, lawmakers will be back on on Wednesday to start um, having some committee meetings again and and to start churning toward the adjournment of the 2024 session in April so listeners make sure you get out to the legislative coffees that are happening this weekend I've already received several notifications from from legislator emails that they are having coffees this weekend I know many of them also on these uh you know on monday and tuesday when they won't be in Topeka they they could be at your your local rotary club meetings those types of things make sure you touch base with them advocate for your public schools you know share share those pride points that you have and just remind them of all the great things that our schools are doing before they head back to Topeka on wednesday so we'll talk to you all again next friday but in the meantime be sure to follow our daily facebook live updates for the latest legislative developments. Uh, We hope you all have a great weekend and we'll talk to you again next Friday.